Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season five, episode five of the Kevin and Philip Project. It's been a few weeks. It's been quite a few weeks, actually, because the last two we did, we uh, recorded together up at the farm, and so uh, we released those one week at a time. And uh, so it's been a little while since we've been uh, behind the microphone. So what's been going on in your world? Anything? Speaking of that, apologies to Keir. He uh, he overserved <laughs> me that night. <laughs> yes. It, you know, if, if you haven't been up there yet, it, it is a beautiful place. I don't know what, to, if you listen to the last podcast, probably, uh, probably I owe Kieran an apology and, uh, and another shout out to his place because it not, it's not on me. They kept serving us those, uh, drinks and they were <laughs> so good that we couldn't stop drinking them. Yes. Um, I would say that the first episode that we had, I probably had the most positive comments of any podcast that we've done so far um everybody really enjoyed it talked to a lot of people that are wanting to go there now that hadn't been there um but yeah i I haven't listened to the second one since we redid it but yeah apparently not going uh, to apparently uh we got Philip into the got sauce over-served, a so yeah <laughs> well it, since then what it's, uh we've had some good weeks and some bad weeks in football haven't we well you made a comment and i didn't ask about it any further so did you have some sort of a battle with a garage door? No? Not that I okay. know of. I don't know. Okay. I'll have to remember what that comment was about. You made a comment to me at one point. Maybe it was on Facebook. I'll have to go back and check. So, well, yeah, I've did just it have been to do with the, so. Did it have to do with football or anything? No, I don't think no. so. No, no, I don't no, think it, so. You know, for me, very exciting week because Oklahoma beats Texas. That's the biggest thing in the world to us. If you beat Texas, it's you almost could lose two or three other games as long as you beat Texas. So, pretty exciting. The uh, But the same weekend, you had to be disappointed if you were a K-State fan in the same Friday night before because they just did not show up in Stillwater. You want my rant Whatever an hour reason, later. <laughs> you can rant if you'd like. I I was truthfully shocked at the way it turned out that night. Yes, uh, I was shocked on multiple fronts. Um, coming off a of bye week to start, which Kleiman is now one and four on games after bye weeks. So uh, that is no longer a odd occurrence. That is now a trend. That uh, whatever he's doing after a bye week apparently isn't working. So, um, I'd love to go around the country and look at that number because it was one of our biggest complaints in Oklahoma was coming off of bye weeks, we were always flat and yep. didn't play well. Very flat. Yep. I mean, they came out flat. You get the ball, three and out, didn't even move it on the first possession. So, um, And your quarterback yeah. could have had as bad a first half as, as he could have. Yeah, it's uh, I've gone back and forth on this um yeah i mean all we needed from him was to not have the worst game he's ever played in his career and probably would have still been able to win that uh, game and uh that definitely did not happen um he had as bad of a game as you could have not not necessarily all on him though i mean you've got a sixth year senior at center Mm -hmm. who hikes the ball 20 yards past the quarterback when he's checking a play, you know, in the red zone. We've got – there was a play where you've got a sixth-year senior wide receiver who thought the ball was handed off, so he just gave up on a play as the quarterback runs the ball around him, and all he has to do is get in the way of the guy and right. score a touchdown. I mean, these guys have been around the block. They've been to away games before. They know what to expect. There's When you're a sixth-year senior, no excuse for some of the mistakes that were made. Um, so – yeah, it was very disappointing. I mean, defensive side of the ball. First, I felt it's like it's okay. You lose, you lost your two starting cornerbacks. One right before the, or one a couple of days before the game. One right at the beginning of the game. Held them to a lot of field goals. I mean, if you would have told me they were only going to score nineteen points or whatever it was there towards the end of the game, I would have told you we were going to win easy. Right. But uh, then I kind of flipped on that because we had one quarterback hurry and thirty-five pass attempts. Rushing three the whole night. 
And th- that's very unusual because Oklahoma State has been giving up sacks and tipped balls yes. and hurries all year long to everyone else. Uh, they, they they couldn't even decide on who was their quarterback till two games ago. Yeah, yeah it's uh, – oh, man. I mean <laughs> – uh, and, and special teams, it's, you know, we, we used to uh, probably self-name ourselves special teams you, but that was always a staple of K-State football. Yeah. Um, special teams were always going to be good. They were going to get a score here and there that was going to change the game. Now we're fair catching the kickoffs when we need to be, you know, getting towards the end of the game. We got, uh, obviously, climbing has no uh, – confidence in our kicking game multiple times we could have put points on the board and decided to go for it i um, see that more in college football this year than any yeah. other time though it seems like all the very analytics few, very few people to yep. believe even the texas ou game um, texas goes for it on fourth down multiple times during the game where you thought this is a sure enough punt situation yep. or try for a kick yep and I think you're right. It's the analytics. If it's fourth and three, they just say yep. go for it. Yeah, there's a lot of times analytics say in this scenario you should you got a better chance to go for it. But and you know, like I said, we're trying to get points on the board against Oklahoma State, and twice I felt like we had situations where we could have tried to kick a field goal and got some points and ended up going for it instead and not making. And it. I felt like at the end of the game, Oklahoma State was trying to let you win, wanting you to get back in it. They started making mistakes late and didn't play well, well in the second half. And uh, that's what Gundy and does. They just never took advantage of Gundy's it. Gundy's an old school coach. He likes to, once he gets that lead, he likes to He's sit on it and try yeah. to kill the clock. And I had a lot of Oklahoma State fans that, that I work with down in Oklahoma texting me saying, oh, Gundy, here goes Gundy. He's going to yeah. give this right back. And I'm like, dude. I lived with this for 25 years with Bill Snyder. He was the same way, so I don't want to hear your crap. It's yeah, prevent defense. Yep. So, yeah, I didn't. I, unfortunately, I was in a gym all day Saturday, so I did not get to see the OU Texas game, the Red River rivalry. So I can tell uh, you, of all the games, and this is this, you know, this comes from Brent Venable's mouth. It could be the he said of all the championship games he's been in. Of course, you know he's been in three national championship games, multiple because he won a couple at Clemson and yep. He and he said after the game he goes might be the most exciting game I've ever coached in because it had everything. Yeah, you you is tickled to death. Then you're then you're depressed. Then you go behind and you go ahead. But there's every every aspect of the football game. There was plays made either by Texas or by Oklahoma. Whether it's turnovers, block kicks, just just anything that could go on in a football game happened in that football game, which is about standard for an OU Texas game. Last year, our blowout, and a few years back when we blew them out, those are the by far anomalies. Yeah, that they said it, since 1955, OU and Texas were 33, 33, and three going into this game since 55. Now that's, and I'm gonna say something about the Big 12 that's. Uh, everybody out there is pretty much as Big 12 listeners. But you are, as the Big 12, losing the biggest rivalry game that yep. by far, by hundreds of times, yep. the biggest rivalry game. It's one of the bad things about OU Texas leaving the Big 12. You lose your national rivalry game. Because you look around the Big 12 and you say, who is a something that everybody in the country mm-hmm. – it was the number one watched football game in all of Saturday. 8.1 yep. million people watched it. There's no other matchup in the Big 12 that could draw – Nope. Four million. Not even close. Yeah. Um, an amazing number on that that is a, even a crappy football game on Sunday in the pros draws about 12 million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst yeah. games. So no, the NFL, the NFL numbers NFL are so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the Monday night football is like 22 million, yeah. three times as many people on a Monday night football game. But but still, for OU Texas to get 21 in an 11 o'clock game, get 8 million people watching, it's pretty impressive. And, and you look at the Big 12 and go, Who's going to be the rival games in the future? And you try to – you can't falsely make a rivalry. I mean, it's got to be two places that really don't like each other. If it could have been – if Missouri was still around, you know, or if Nebraska was still mm-hmm. around, I don't know. But then you look at how far apart the whole Big 12 is going to be from all the way from BYU to UCF. Oh, yeah. There's just not a lot of natural border rivals no. or just and, people who – And they try – I mean – when when Nebraska and Missouri and you know that all all that happened, I mean that was a perfect example because you you always had Nebraska OU right. I mean that was always a big rivalry game. Nebraska K State started to to get there towards yep. the end of the Big Twelve before Nebraska left, 
But you go watch Nebraska, and they're trying to manufacture a rivalry against Iowa at one point, and I right. think even West or uh, Minnesota at one point. But it just doesn't doesn't, feel doesn't right. work. It does it doesn't happen. You can make it a bigger game than it is, but it's never going to have that rivalry like KU Missouri. I mean, they went to each other's cities and burned their cities down yeah, back yeah. then. That's a rivalry right there. Right. You that's, know that's. And, and that's that is one thing the Big Twelve's losing that the other conferences already kind of have built in and and didn't lose. Yep. Yep. Um, but it was uh, BYU Utah. I think. I mean, it's not could be, not yeah. to that level, but right. that's a that's a long standing. Okay, I stayed up that same night and watched um, USC, and, and it's the first time I've watched USC all year long. Mm-hmm. Tell you the truth, thank God they have the guy out west, and we have Brent Venables. Because I watched two defenses play that day. I watched the the typical guy out west defense and Brent Venables' defense. It's a night and day difference in defenses. Yep. Um, if it's not for Caleb Williams, they they lose to Arizona, yep. who's terrible. Um, but Caleb Williams won and won, won the game by himself. Um, but but they're not they're not very good. They're yep. not they're not even top fifteen. Yeah, when they go in this run against some ranked players, teams yeah. next, yeah, I they've bet had they lose three schedule. to four. Yep, they may lose three to four games. Well, since we're but, talking but, about, but what I'm saying about that is the reason I've not watched them is it's so late in the night. Oh, that yeah. was like one o'clock yeah. in the morning yep. when that game ended. Yep. Well, that's where we're going to be with BYU yep. and Utah. I'm not going to stay up and watch their late yeah. games. No, I mean that's the one thing you know. K State going to Arizona or Arizona State. You know, it's going to be a nine o'clock yep. game. Yep. Yeah, it's the same deal. I don't I don't like that at all. So, well, since we're talking about Pac-12. <laughs> so, Colorado beats Arizona State last Saturday. Yeah. And uh did you see when Sanders, Shadur Sanders went over to the student section after the game and starts pointing at his watch? Did you see that at all? I heard I saw TikToks or something of it, but okay. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess he's just flexing. He he ran over to the Arizona. I mean, you literally just beat the worst team in the Pac-12 right. by three points. Right. I mean, I, I guess with Colorado's history, he'd be happy you had a win. But, um, yeah, he goes over in front of the Arizona State student section and starts Taunting. saying stuff, and he's, he's pointing at his Rolex on. So, apparently, he wore a Rolex or some – it wasn't a Rolex, but some $70,000 watch during the game. And I'm sitting here going, dude, come on. Like, this is getting – I mean, at this point, this this whole Colorado thing is getting old. I was kind of on board at the beginning, kind of a cool story, but now it's getting pretty old. So, somebody asked Dion about it in the press conference Tuesday. Here's Dion's response. So, the question was about that blowing up on social media and on sports websites and stuff. Dion's exact quote was, we're on the biggest stage. Much love and shout out to DJ Khaled. He's the one that stamped it. I don't even know what that means. And shout out to Rick Ross. No idea what that was for. We just got to get a lucrative watch deal. He just can't keep doing it for free. That's his. That, that was Dion's response the, to he, somebody asking about it. Now, I don't it. know if this comes because of Dion, because he's not the best player in the country. He's not even no. on the best top 50 team in the country. But he, the kid you're talking about mm-hmm. is the number one NIL person. And mm-hmm. He's like $2.5 million yep. worth of NIL yep. stuff. And now he's trying to get a watch deal of some sort. Yep. Look, yep. You can't keep doing it for free. Like, like that's his response. Yep. Like, I'm like, it's, you know what? <laughs> Dion needs to be in the pros. And I'm, hey, do his, does he know football? I'd probably say yes. Yep. Is he probably a good coach? I'd probably say yes. He he's what people are going to not like college football Absolutely. in the future because of because Absolutely. they've turned it into semi pros. Yep. yep, and nobody I'm, I didn't don't watch. Okay, let's just get into this. Bill Self just got slapped on the wrist. Yep. for for something that was illegal in sixteen and seventeen. That today basically they say, hey, the FBI wouldn't even been called if it happened today. Yep, but that's what we've turned into. Yep, and it's not not good and not fun. I don't think. So that investigation, so this is we're recording this on Wednesday evening, so this is hot off the presses as yep. of a few hours ago. So after 2,206 days, they have finally made a ruling on KU's infractions case that the NCAA was investigating. Now keep in mind that they actually have the coach, the assistant coach for KU on tape 
Like they have recorded his audio. What are you looking for? Oh, they're on your head. <laughs> I want to read, read you something. Go ahead. They, what you're saying. they have the assistant coach on audio. They recorded him on the phone asking about how much money it was going to take for them to pay somebody, which we now know is Zion Williamson, to come to KU. But basically, here's the ruling. They downgraded the severity of the, of the, uh, the most uh, – the harshest uh, violations that they did, the – the level, what are they, level one? I, th- I can't remember. Level well, five the harshest level is level, level five. five. They okay. dropped his to like level three and right, fours. Right, right. So they dropped all the uh, all the, all the uh, levels down. Um, basically, they said they gave KU three years probation. Right. But they're not taking any postseason games away. They're not taking any scholarships away. So what exactly is the probation? The funniest, the funniest thing that they have to do is they have to take the banner down that they're yes. in the final four in yeah. 16 and 17. Yeah. So they'll just go hang that in the cafeteria, but they can't have it hanging in in, in the field house yep. right now. Basically, both the both him and both self and uh, Curtis Townsend got suspended four games at the beginning of last season, which were three cupcakes. I think one of the games was actually a decent game um, that, that they weren't suspended for, but uh, and, and no more penalties for them. So basically, here's – if I was an Oklahoma State fan, I'd be pissed off I know, right it's, now. It's terrible to them. They they, they got abused in this. They didn't process. even do half of what KU did. Yep. Cooperated with the and NCAA out of the and playoffs. had postseason ban and yep. and all that stuff. Scholarships cut and all that. I mean, it just goes to show: don't cooperate with the NCAA. Eventually, you'll get to this point, and they'll just well, like you said, let it go. Sixteen and seventeen, so it's a six and seven year old. Yeah, thing. 2,206 days ago. But it says, because the I, the people who did this, the IARP process has no appeal portion, the case is closed and Wednesday's ruling Correct. is final. The AIRP will now cease to exist, and in the modern era of NIL, the idea of what does and does not constitute rule-breaking in college sports has never been more hazy or been more up for debate. Mm-hmm. So basically, this was a it's group a, of guys yep. that just met for the last time yep. today. That have, I mean, so if it's the last day you ever met and you said, okay, here's your yeah. rules, what would you say? Yeah. You'd say, well, no, I'm not going yeah. along with that. That's crap. No, that means so. So when they formed this IARP or whatever this this AA, whatever the group is, the idea was it was kind of an arbitration process. So if you didn't agree with the NCAA ruling, and the NCAA doesn't agree with you, then you you choose to go to this third party arbitration case. Yeah, and whatever their ruling is is final. There's no back and forth. There's no appeal process. You're going to a third party. They're going to make a ruling. It's final. So you're taking a chance because if they come back and say, oh, the NCAA actually wasn't hard enough on you and they need to do more, you have to live with it. So you're taking a chance by doing this. Yeah, and now they've disbanded the group. So if it's your last day to ever be on this group, it's your last chance to get somebody to get into your pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, yep. that's the way the world works. Yeah. We all know that's what happens. So they probably said, hey, this is y'all's last meeting ever. We're picking up the bill and everything, flying you all home. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take care of everything. Yeah. What would be wrong with yeah. it in today's world? That's Nothing. just what yeah. we do. Yep. So, what, What's funny to me, and and all you KU fans out there, relax. If, if this isn't you, I'm not talking about you. But what's <laughs> funny is the people that are posting stuff on social media, like this is a badge of honor. Your team – cheated worse than just about any other team has cheated in the past 15 years you got away with it and you're like bragging about it like it's a badge of honor now like i said if you're not one of those ku fans it's not if you're not doing that i'm not talking about you so don't get offended by that but there's a lot of people that that are very proud of the fact that they cheated and got away with it well that you know what they did and that's just that's the fact of the matter as of today, and we, we talk about this NIL, and there's there's nothing about it that's name, image, and likeness. No. No one knows no. the name of the second string uh, offensive lineman who's on scholarship. But at, at Utah, he gets a new truck. Yeah. Every person on yeah. the Utah that's a scholarship player gets has nothing to do with nope. his name, his image, or his likeness. So the NIL is an absolute This is joke. pay to play. I mean, it, and, and in that case, obviously, they're not paying him to play, but – I mean that's what this is about. I mean they have to they have to keep everybody happy so everybody's getting a cut here and there. Yep. But this is pay to play. I mean it it is point blank. I mean 
there's people that are going through the recruiting process that when they ask why they committed or why they chose this school, they're flat out saying because of how much money they're going to get paid on NIL deals. You're not supposed to talk about that NIL stuff until after they're committed to the school. So how is he talking about how much money he's going to make before? Nick Saban had a press conference uh, last week, and they Point Blake asked him that they had heard that their kids in the South to go to Georgia, to go to Florida, to go to even to go to Alabama, whatever, that they want five thousand dollars to come on the visit as a high school kid. He wants they and they asked Nick Saban about it. Nick Saban is the one who said what I just said. He goes, Well, you all know this isn't about NIL. Yeah. This is yeah. this is everybody's trying to go after the mighty dollar. Yep. Um and it's now he doesn't answer one way or another. Maybe they're one of the teams that pays him five. I'm sure they per do. Visit. No problem. I'm sure they do. I mean, because he, he didn't answer one way or the other. Yep. And on this week on, okay, Kentucky. Mark Stoops has done a great job turning Kentucky around, but they go get blown out by Georgia this mm-hmm. past weekend. On the post game show, fans are calling in. This is Monday, day before yesterday, post game show. Fans are calling in just. Burying him. I cannot believe we got blown out, blah, blah, blah. And he flat says during his show, he flat says, hey, put your money where your mouth is. Georgia's outspending us five to one in NIL money. Yep. And the talent on their team is twice the talent we have. We're lucky we were even in the game. But if you want it to if you want to get to their level, then you guys put the money where your mouth is. Yep. So basically he's just asking yep. the boosters for more NIL yep. money. Right yep. in a, right in his show. Yep. No, well, and it's and, and, and it's interesting because I do think there there is getting a, to be a little bit more parity in, in the game because of this. And yep. and initially people are, are announcing going to a school because of the NIL, but you also want to play. And the cash is nice. But if I can get a little bit less cash but go somewhere else and play, I'm probably going to do that. And so those those young kids are transferring, going to other schools. And I do think, I mean, when you look at recruiting classes, there's definitely the, the situation where the Georgias and the Alabamas and the Texas, I mean, they're always going to be up there. They're going to pay the players more to go there. But those kids aren't necessarily staying around for four or five years. Nope. And, and they're going other places when they get fed up with not playing and – and so I do yep. see a little bit more parity around that. But, but, uh, Brent Venables, in one year's time, built his defense on mm-hmm. – now, he had some kids that were recruited, but that defense is NIL. Oh, I mean, yeah. is tra- yeah. transfer yeah. kids. That yeah. defense is he had nobody on the, on the defense. When he, got, when he got there and everybody left, he had Canuck's, nobody. Canuck's yeah. the only kid he recruited out of high school. The rest of them are all guys. So, speaking that, of that, though, next week we got a big one. That linebacker from Junction City – He's down to four schools: KU, K State, Florida State, Oklahoma, and he's announcing next week. This don't want to say it for jinxing me, but everything I've read, he's like seventy five percent Oklahoma loves yeah. Venables. I, I mean, I would think. And in, out of those four, so, that's close enough for Mama to get go see, and probably has the most money to pay him. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard it's between K State and OU that yeah. that KU and Florida State are definitely not in the running yeah. here. I mean. When you Which look I at, just I read a little bit about the kid. I can't, I can't even say his last name. He's got a real long. Yeah, Boganowski, last name. Boganowski, something like that. Yeah. He uh, he must be a heck of a player. So that's what they say. I haven't watched. Yeah, I've never seen play, him. So. Our football team is doing well at Salina Central now. I know how South's been doing. But Salina Central's now five and one, I think, and really have a little bit surprising. Whenever a gross kid broke his foot in the first play of the year, for them to play as well as they played, but they've they've stepped up and had a having a pretty good year for themselves. The South volleyball team is doing the okay South, now. They all, you played Just swept Central, Central last, last night. night. Yeah. 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 Got on a little five-match winning streak, so they're playing. Now, the uh, South football team, I believe, if they lose Friday, which they're playing one of the best teams in the state at Goddard-Eisenhower, yeah, uh, that will be the longest losing streak in the history of the program. Yeah, so that's too bad. What, two and, and a half seasons? And you know what? The, it... it from what I read on just social media and stuff, the numbers are not good over there for even the junior high teams and things like that. And uh, something's got to change. It's better at South than it is Central right now. When you get to the younger kids, um, the numbers are just not there, are they? No, they're getting better. No, they are getting better. So I, I, Sam spoke at uh, Ambux a few weeks ago, and I want to say, and and don't quote me on these numbers. I'm close, but I may not be exact on this. But like. The senior class has like 12-ish players on the team. 
the junior class has like nine on the team. But then when you get into the sophomores and freshmen, they're up to 22, 24. Yeah, South. Yeah, yeah. So I got a, I got a fun little thing for you I ran across the other day. Um, just uh, I don't even know how to categorize this, so I'm just going to say it. Did you know, well, you probably didn't know, that West Virginia spends roughly $2,500 per year on oranges for their 2012 Orange Bowl trophy that they've got in their trophy case. They just keep it stocked they with fresh oranges. They just keep it with oranges. oranges in there, yep. That's over $27,000 in oranges since they won that in 2012. My goodness. <laughs> but yeah, apparently they, they, uh, don't like fake they oranges keep oranges in there. in there all the time, so they just buy oranges and put them in there. So They're not growing them fresh in West Virginia, are they? So, anything else you want to talk about on football before we move on to another topic? No, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, be back ranked in the top ten, which I, you know, when I look at this, look at down the where me and you chose them, where they would be at the beginning of the year. Here we are halfway through. I really didn't see us at six and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we in either. I thought we we had said uh, with James that maybe maybe OU would win nine games. Well, they're on pace for. 10 or 11 at this point. Well, I mean, their schedule, their uh, we talked not, about that. It gets well, a lot easier now until the KU end. KU is so. two, what, th- three weeks from now, and KU is about as tough as we've got left. Yep, yep. And they will be tough. I, oh, yeah. I, I, they're, they're playing well. Yep, no, they are. It's. Uh, I think there's, there's – and this is with any team, but I think there's two positions that if they get the wrong person hurt, that could, that could really yeah. derail things. Yep. But uh, they stay healthy. I mean – I'm not feeling good about that game right now in Lawrence for sure when we play him at the end of the season. So we'll we'll see. But uh Well they keep the quarterback healthy. They can score points. Well, but and even with the kid out last week, their offense well, still yeah, good. And it's yeah, we'll see. They're they're playing well though. Yeah, I K State wise I'm I'm trying to not freak out too much because I know they're not as bad as they played Friday night. Yeah. But I also think that so we're going to Texas Tech Saturday and play them Saturday night blackout again. Apparently, everybody has a blackout against us, but at this point, I think that's that. If you want to continue and have a chance for your goals that you said at the beginning of the season, this is a must-win. Now yeah. that you've lost that game against Oklahoma State, because I would have told you at the beginning of the season, Oklahoma State was a win. At Texas Tech in a night game is going to be a, a tough game. Up. Yeah, it's going to yep. be tough. But you got to win it now, so. The night games at Texas Tech and the night games at Oklahoma State, and I think we've said this before in our podcast, a Friday night in, in Oklahoma State in, in October is is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just bring more people out to those games, and they get crazier. Oh, yeah. No, we talked about this Monday night at Monday Night Football that uh, I, I one of the most hyped I've ever seen the football complex, the tailgate parking lots, before the game, as far as the atmosphere and, and how loud everybody was, was when we played Auburn in Manhattan on a Thursday night. Yeah. Like, it just yep. – I, I don't everybody mind those games. Everybody just gets fired up. You're the only yeah. people on TV, yep. maybe, and that yep. just kind of gets you – Everybody you know, all day is talking about you. And, I think ESPN's and, yep. there. You know they're there. Yep. The, so. the, the last thing on sports, I had some a funny number. Major League Baseball is going now. American League, League East has been swept – Never won a game in the playoffs. They had Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, and um, Tampa Bay. But what yep. I was going to talk about is the Tampa Bay crowd in a playoff game. Did you know that in two games, had two games in Tampa, neither one drew twenty thousand people for a playoff game. Not even twenty thousand mm-hmm. people, which is unbelievable. I mean, it was an afternoon game, but still, yet there was an afternoon game in in Baltimore that had yep. sold out. But then the Tampa Bay. Hockey opened up last night, mm-hmm. complete sellout, like thirty yep. something thousand people at yep. a hockey game. So they keep talking about expanding baseball. I don't know that you don't detract instead right. of expand well, or just take or that move team. them to a market that gives a crap. Maybe move yeah. them to Nashville yeah. or something. I don't know where you would move them to, but Tampa must not care at all about. And they've all they're always good, but if you're good, you expect the full house. Yeah. They don't get it. No, nope, not for baseball, and they never have. Um, nope. So yeah, yeah, I saw that. It was their like spring training one of the worst are. one of the worst attendances in the history of a postseason of, a of Major League game. Baseball on, yeah. on an indoor stadium. Yep. It wasn't because of yep. weather or anything like that, but yep. that's unusual. Well, so, well, speaking of baseball, so I don't want this to take up the whole rest of the podcast, but 
there's something that happened. We talked about this. You and I exchanged some text about this with uh, with the Trevor Bauer situation. And and I mean this is this is sports related only in the fact that he was a pitcher for the Dodgers when this happened. But this is more uh, as we get into a little bit of politics here in a few minutes because it's been a while since we talked anything about that. This is the woke crowd. So this Trevor Bauer situation, and let me let me recap for for those of you listening that maybe don't know what we're talking about. So uh, Bauer was a pitcher for the Dodgers, and it was I think it was back in twenty twenty one, two years ago, yeah, yeah twenty one. So he was accused of sexual assault by a female, Lindsay Hill, I believe was her name, if I remember. And she correct. made but, up a lot of wild stories. She told some pretty well, graphic, nasty when, things. When when it came out, when she accused him of this, and I I got the numbers here in front of me, I want to read. So he was placed on administrative leave by administrative leave by Major League Baseball in July of 2021. Then he was suspended for 324 games, which is never there's never been a suspension that long yep. in the history of Major League Baseball. And then the arbitrator reduced it to like 194, 195, yep. something like About that. A season and a half. And but basically, once his suspension was over, then the Dodgers just cut him because yep. they couldn't do anything until the suspension was over. So basically, all this time, never having had yep, fouls, never got picked n- up. No. No charges ever filed on him. This is just hearsay from a woman. Yep. So, yeah. So, the L.A. District Attorney has never filed charges in the case. Nope. Nope. Never. So, this guy's career is ruined. He's playing baseball in Japan or something like that, but he's never going to play in the major leagues again. Because of his, he lost his entire contract, $105 yep. million. For something that he was never found guilty <laughs> of. So... Basically, what what happened here recently is, um, she, she won. I, I'm trying to think how to how to explain all this because it's weird. But nothing ever happened with that case. But then there was a civil case that came about, and he sued her because there was some discovery involved that he couldn't comment on from the other case. But if this if they did this lawsuit then this information would come out so people would see that he's innocent, basically. Yep. Um, and so then she sued him, and, and it's, it's been wrapped up in court for a while. But he had a video that came out now, um, and and this whole time he said he's innocent. He refuses to pay her texts, anything. Multiple texts between her and her best friend, another girl yeah. that was in on it. So, so here's the evidence that was uncovered from this case, and I'm going to try to keep this as PG as I possibly can. I'm leaving out a few words here and there. But before she actually met up with him, she texted a friend and said, next victim, star pitcher for the Dodgers. Then she texted the same person, what should I steal? The answer that came back was, take his money. Next text, so how might that work? Then she said, I'm going to his house Wednesday. I already have my hooks in. You know how I roll. Then after the first time that they met, she texted, net worth is $51 million. Friend texted her back, you better secure the bag. She texted friend, need daddy to choke me out. So those were the text messages. This didn't come out initially, but because of the second lawsuit, there is now evidence yep. has become public. So she's even talked to her AA rep about, he, they asked, he testified or she testified and Said I asked her if she felt guilty about this stuff, and she said no. She didn't really feel guilty about it. No, but, she's just going after his money. So <laughs> it does get dirtier. What's the yeah, things that she and, did? She was she, she was basically, if it's possible, sleeping with him, and then and then taking pictures of herself and sending them back to this girl going I got him a little bit I got him again tonight I got him right. again tonight you know I'm going to I'm going to take him for everything and he's over yeah. there sound asleep in the pictures yeah. not even knowing yeah. what's going yeah. on Yeah she supposedly said that she was beaten so badly by him that she all she wanted to do was get away from him But that next morning she's videoing herself in the bed with him yeah, no bruises or anything oh, like he, she said she he's had. He's sound asleep. Yeah. and she's smirking and laughing yeah. about it. So, so here's my question: After all of this, and we've left out a lot of stuff on this on this case and what happened. Oh, but go ahead. No, one of the most frustrating things on me, guys like Clayton Kershaw said, I would never want to be on a team with a guy like that. I mean, he got blasted in yes. the out by yes. by his own teammates, 
And and he's sitting there going, I'm innocent, guys. I don't even you know this is. So his career and his reputation is ruined by this woman. And he, he, there's no, what's the repercussions? Can he sue Major League Baseball? Can he sue the Dodgers? I hope he does because these things should not happen. Well, and that was my question is, so what what do you feel like? I mean, number one, she should be charged with a crime of some sort. She should be. I, I don't know certainly. what you can do, but I'm like, we send people to jail for well, things it's, it's way less severe than this. That's yeah. blackmail I mean, and extortion. Is that what is she's absolutely doing. ridiculous that she's going to walk away from this with nothing. Nope. Nothing at all. I mean, no money, obviously. And one but, of his things was he said, I just want to be able to tell my story. Right. None of this is going to be hidden. I want to right. be able to tell my story so that everybody knows that I'm perfectly innocent. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... It goes into like domestic violence restraining order that she filed against him, and it was denied. Which, from my understanding, those never get denied. Like if a woman goes and asks for it, it's basically given. So it was denied. But, he, and, but she was hanging out at his house. Yeah, he I, wasn't hanging out at her house. She was so, showing up at his house. So she's just a dirty. Anyway, go check it out. If if this is something that interests you, there's yeah. a lot more to it than what we're talking about here. Um, I'm, I'm glad that the evidence has finally come out. I'm glad that he's able to talk about it now. It just didn't seem right from the start. And, and it just goes to show, I, I get we're a little more sensitive now than we used to be, but w- you know, when that, when he gets accused of something again, there's never any file, charges filed against him for the major league baseball to end. I get maybe well, because for a ESPN little bit, and people like that just picked it up and ran with it. And you know how ESPN is. They're as bad as CNN or Fox or anybody else. They'll run with a story that's going to sell. And so they threw him completely under the bus and he's guilty until right. he gets to prove himself innocent two years later. And it sold lots of paper for ESPN and everything else. And then what does Major League Baseball do? Because ESPN is one of their biggest people. Well, we got to bow to ESPN because they're who's making a lot of our money for us. So it's, it is, it's pitiful. Because in America, it's almost is true that you are guilty until you're you know, until yep. you prove oh, yeah. yourself. Especially in. something like that. So, Not the other way around. Well, well speaking of uh, people who should be committed of a crime, um, how in the hell... Do you mistake a fire alarm for a doorknob? I have no idea. And, I, you know, I think uh, Kevin had wrote something on Twitter, and it made me think, here's a guy that... Uh, maybe this was what it was the garage door comment was in regards to of some sort, maybe. I well, he hits that. No, he hits that button. But, I mean, they're sending money out. Won't even send money out to Hawaii to help those victims that everything burns down. But he's in there making jokes about fires and pulling fire alarms and the... Middle of uh, so, so again, if you haven't heard of this, and if you haven't heard of this, you're you've been living silly. under a rock, I think. But uh, so uh, there was a back when the government was about to close a couple weeks ago, there was a uh, session in in the House of Representatives to discuss and vote on how they were going to keep the the government running. And while they were doing the negotiation, the Democrat re- representative Jamal B- Bowman. Went and pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> so he, after he found out, after he found out that they had him on video mistake. doing it, it's a mistake. Then he asked for forgiveness and said he thought the fire alarm that he pulled open was a door. I'm not making this up. His exact statement. I want to personally clear up any confusion surrounding today's events. Today, as I was rushing to make a vote, I came to a door that I usually open for votes, but today would not open. I am embarrassed to admit that I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. I mean, I feel insulted by the fact that he thinks so little of us that we would believe that ludicrous statement. Okay, just the whole whole thing going on up there, and I'm not going to even... There's nothing good going on in Washington D.C., and I don't care if it, wherever you look at it, it's nothing. Good. The other night, whenever Biden Biden came out to talk about this cancer awareness, you know, on, in a press conference, but he got immediately attacked by the impeachment talks, you mm-hmm. know, and it took him by such surprise or shock. I mean, it, you literally can see on his face that he just. He doesn't know where to go. It's just a mm-hmm. confused old man. Mm-hmm. And his wife had to come in and say, Joe, you're okay. Joe, you're okay. Did you see this? <laughs> I did not see this you're, one. So you're doing good things, Joe. <laughs> and and had to had to leave with him. But 
I look at it like he, he cannot t- he can't you know how the press does just start screaming yeah. criticisms. He wasn't ready for it. Nobody had planned him for it, and she had to rescue him. His wife. Well, she knows as well as I know that he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Now I don't want Kamala Harris, but for him to even insult us by saying yeah. he's going to run for another term <laughs> when he right now is not functioning properly he's yep. not full functioning. oh man. no not There's at all no way yeah i mean i i just watched him today he was i'm trying to remember what he was talking about he's you know what but, and i feel sorry for him because he oh. is he's just i had a grandpa before mm-hmm. i've had a you know they get to that age and they do become confused and they yep. do and it's it's i will become that way someday myself but you shouldn't be the president of the United no. States if that's no. where you're at in life. No. I mean, we're we're lucky right now that we haven't had more things happen than than actually have happened with the leader of the free world in the condition that he's in right now. So, I mean, talking about confusion, I I don't know if this is confusion or not, but it's funny because it's almost like again, I feel insulted that they they don't think we will we can remember a couple of years ago but so just last thursday the administration announced that so that they waived 26 federal laws yep. in south texas to allow border wall construction due to high illegal entry so keep in mind the last 2 years while people have been talking about how many people are crossing Trump's the border illegal. Trump's they've been saying that's not wall. the case that's not the case there's not that many this is made up by fox news there's not that many people crossing the wall but yeah, five or six years ago, when Trump was talking about building a wall, this was racist. This is not necessary. Yep. Those were the comments that were being made by these exact people who are now saying, "Hey, we're going to waive these federal laws because we need to get building a wall. We got to stop this from happening." The the numbers last month were the highest in recorded history. Mm-hmm. Two hundred twenty thousand documented people. Documented. Came across. How many more hundreds yeah. of thousands? Two hundred twenty thousand dollars last. Two hundred twenty thousand people that. 99.9% were turned loose with a further court date. Yep. You're going to tell me that they truly know who these 200,000 no. people are. No. The government it's, can't it's keep track of that. Okay. Since 2015 in Venezuela, the population of Venezuela is about 28 million. Over 7 million Venezuelans have vet left since 2015. Now, we all know why. They're, they're sitting on the, the largest oil reserves mm-hmm. in the world, but... Their government is so corrupt and in yeah. with China that it's so their people are just flooding out of there. Now they were going to like Brazil and those kind of places, but now they're trekking all the way up here. So the numbers that came across just and he just last week gave the Venezuelans, but it's something like two hundred thousand Venezuelans free pass. You've got like eighteen months. You can work, you can do anything. Now, as an employer, it's hard for me to keep up with what's legal and what's not legal. People yeah. bring in these documents. I actually have to call our corporate headquarters and go, hey, here's the document that this person's got. I don't know if it's because we always have to check our I-9s and we do that. You know, we run through the database and make sure that they're legal. But what was legal, not legal two years ago is legal now. And what was, Ill, you know, it's just, it's well, just a mess. Well, and 18 months from now, 18 months and one day from now. You know they're not they're not going to turn around and run back to Venezuela. No, and you know there's no, no way we're going to we're going to be able to no, do well, anything was, about the, it. The so. numbers are staggering. In in this past year, we've had now this is documented numbers that we know of, no telling. But two million one hundred forty eight thousand people have came through. The population of Nebraska is one point nine million. More than the entire population of Nebraska has come across that border. Either legally or now, I'm going to say that's a conservative number. That's the ones they know of. Yeah. So we're literally. I feel like we're being invaded. Oh yeah. By from and going to be taken over from the inside. But where are these people eating? Yep. Where are these people? I don't no. get it. I don't know well, where they're working. Where they're if eating, you're they're a, if you're a fan of the TV show The View, which I know both of us are not. Not that we ever watch it anyway, but. I saw an interview back in September where the the hosts that were on there were were talking about the migrants needed to be kicked out of New York City, and obviously there's been a lot of talk about the hotels and stuff they're staying at. But they they basically said the migrants need to be kicked out of New York City and that they need to be resettled elsewhere. They, they need to be spread out in the massive country that we have <laughs> is what they said. But here's where it gets better. Uh-huh. <laughs> Their exact statement. 
it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of the world. Oh, my God. What the hell does that's what global they, warming have to do that's with what, allowing migrants in this country? No, the, <laughs> you know what's the funny thing is they, they used to say that they were taking asylum. And so the, the amount of people saying that they want asylum and then they have to go to a case. But, I mean, if, if you know what? This is not a... This is something that, in my mind, America and Mexico should work together to mm-hmm. help fix this. Instead of us being at each other, America and Mexico should be as close as Canada and America is. I think we could solve a lot of problems if we worked with the Mexican government. Mexican government would work with us because they're working their way all the way from Belize mm-hmm. all the way across Mexico, unchecked, all the way to our borders. Right. If we were doing a better job and better neighbor with Mexico, I think we could do a better job of keeping them even out of Mexico. Right? They can't. Yeah, if they can't get to, in through Mexico, then they can't get here. I mean, they right. can, but they got to. It's got to be. Well, it's got to be so. a tougher restrictions right, right. to get from one place to the next. But it's it hasn't been. I was the numbers literally. If you'll go to just Google these numbers, just Google the Venezuelan numbers and Google the Nicaraguan numbers and Google the Cuban numbers of of immigrants, how they've grown since Biden has taken office. In 21, there were, this is amazing numbers to me, but in 21, there was 39,000 families in Cuba, 39,000 people in Cuba that trying to get over here illegally. 2022, last year, 220,000. That from 39,000, I mean, it's just five, but yeah, it's, it, (laughs) it just, the numbers blow you away. And I just think, well, How's America going to support all these people? I mean, electric cars. I, I don't get it. <laughs> no, it's been so long since we've done this. I've got so many funny stories that I I, I jotted things down. So uh, Philip and I's favorite, old AOC up there. So she, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I've, I've, I'm laughing through the middle of this story, but she was interviewed when she was. They were talking about the the auto worker strike that's going yeah. on, and and they were asking her about that. So she stated that she believes everyone should be buying American-made electric cars to support these workers and the companies. Okay, makes sense. That's not necessarily a bad statement. Then the interviewer asked her why she purchased a Tesla instead of one of these cars that she's telling everybody, preaching to everybody they need to be buying. Her response, and I am not kidding you when I say this, (laughs) our car was purchased during the pandemic before a vaccine had come out. That was her answer. That was her answer. She went on to how she feels safer now with a vaccine and apparently not going to gas pumps. She rambled on more about that. And I'm sitting here. You purchased a Tesla instead of a General Motors car because a vaccine hadn't come out yet for COVID. (laughs) Like, again, Uh, how, how did we get to the point where these are the people that were voting into office and and again, I feel like I, 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 they feel they think so little of us that we believe this shit that they're saying. I'm sorry, I shouldn't cuss. But, but I'm back to this. <laughs> I'm back to this thing of I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but but I listened to things and I saw with my own two eyes things. I mean, I'm, when I was in New York, the immigrants that were lined up around and around the block and two thousand are showing up a day. These are all young African men uh, Mm -hmm. fleeing the middle of Africa, you know. It wasn't families. It wasn't little kids. It wasn't women. It's men from 20 to 35 years old that are fleeing and somehow getting to America. And for me, that is not a good thing. I mean, I feel like you could could be in – someone's paying to get them here. They don't have – to bring 2,000 a day, how many planes or boats have to be loaded with those people bringing them here mm-hmm. illegally? Yeah. But someone has to be yep. paying for that. Yep. And they have to eat on the way to get here. And they that's what scares me. Yeah. Because I think we're going to be invaded. It's, they're all fighting age men that are coming. Yep. Every single one of them. Yeah. It. And that sounds weird. And it sounds far out there like I'm, you're crazy. But. Hey, the Trojan horse is being set free. I'll guarantee you. I mean, you I, I will say the one the one thing I will say that 
I've come to a little bit of a realization over the past few years because while at the time I was a Trump supporter and I'm not saying I would or would not vote for Trump at this point. I feel like it kind of depends on who they, who, who they correct. Run. Correct. <laughs> but some of the things that Donald Trump had been saying for years, I was like, there is no, absolutely no way that that's true. No way that's true. Like this guy has lost it as well. He's yeah. so far out there yeah. that he has completely lost it. And he's just making this stuff up. But as the years have gone by, a lot of the stuff that he talked about has become true. Or else, or I should say, there's there has been evidence that a lot, maybe not the entire story that he would yeah. portray is true, but there's a lot of facts behind what he said that would lead a person to conclude what he did. And it's like, I just had no idea this stuff would actually come be true. And well, it's it's more and more becoming true. Okay, tell me this. Are these people who are running from us, and, and China has become a, China's become a, the new America, you basically could say. I mean, they're they're becoming wealthier and wealthier. Are they rushing to China? Would China let them in? No, China, no. I mean, if you, you either have borders or you don't have right. borders. And and we don't have borders. And and you ha if you're going to be a, a country of your country, you have to have borders. Yeah. And, 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 and keep in mind, as we're talking about this, I want to be clear about this because I know you and I both feel this way. I'm not against immigrants coming to the United States. I just want it to be a way where we can regulate it and and be well, able to take monitor everybody. That. Right. You can't. You can't just let everybody just, just run across. Well, we don't yeah. have borders right, right now. Everybody's coming. So and they're not coming here. Every one of them. It's not because the jobs are better. It's not because I mean, you think they don't have jobs in Mexico? Yeah. There's plenty of jobs in yep. Mexico. You think they don't have jobs in Venezuela? They don't have jobs in Brazil. They're coming to America for a reason. Part of it is they get here and just get a free phone and start getting fed and free checks for a lot of them. I mean, I don't know what all they get, but there's, they're not running to China. They're not running the other, you know, right, they're right. coming here. They're not yeah. running to Australia. Yeah. They're, they're running to America for a reason. And it's not because we're, they shouldn't even right. legally be able to yeah. work. So yeah. it's not for work. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, well, me and you certainly won't have the answer for it, but it does become more and more frustrating probably to most of the people listening out there it's got to become more frustrating and if you're not just read more about it because right. it is it's alarming what's going on in america well let's move away from politics because we're just getting <laughs> our blood pressure up um uh, what, we're uh, almost an hour yeah we're already. almost there yeah so uh what uh what uh, any local news you got? Anything going on around? Do you know Salina? what? I saw something last week that was really I thought really cool. On a I can't remember if it was a Tuesday or a Thursday night, but but uh, they had a band playing downtown. Okay. Do you know who it was? Do you remember who was mm -mm. downtown last week? It's an old Cheap rock trick. band, Cheap Trick. Yes. And uh, so Lisa and I just randomly called Jimmy. Hey, you guys want to meet us for a drink? And we we just said let's go to the uh, the cellar mm -hmm. and uh we get downtown there's nowhere to park i mm -hmm. mean it's just totally packed the whole downstairs tony's place is packed we go downstairs to the cellar it's completely packed and up and down the street across the street they had music playing at the pickle um prickly pear, pear. <laughs> and uh and and there were people everywhere and when you see that you'll go you know what what they've done in downtown yeah. has truly worked yep i mean Get rid of the homeless over there, block yep. away, and get I mean, try to get that cleaned up and get those out there. But the the what they did for downtown and the guys who did it ought to, should be applauded yep. all the time because yep. it's it's uh, it's amazing to see that many people downtown. It's fun for everybody. It is, and and when people uh, and and I know that a lot of people were against spending the money to to get downtown going, and I know there's still some stuff going on with the river project and things like that, but. Um, we had a chance uh, a couple month a month or two ago to sit next to a couple at, at the bar at Yaya's. It was from out of town. Yeah, they're from Colorado. They had went to Ohio or something like that to see some family, and they just stopped in Salina. They were going to stay there at the hotel that night and and drive on home tomorrow. And we asked them if they had been to Salina before, and she's like, "Oh yeah, we we stop here all the time." 
And so we got to talk in because I, I was telling him about the murals and stuff, and you need to go check this out before you leave. And she had told us, yeah, we saw that last year when we were here. But she's like, this downtown is so cool. Like every time when we're driving somewhere east and we're coming back home, we always stop at Salina because we love this downtown. We love coming here. What you guys have done with this is so cool. So it's definitely bringing people in as well. Yep. Not just not just having people in our community down there enjoying it, but it is definitely bringing people into our community um, I 100% agree with you, and and I wouldn't say I was ever against it, but I, honestly, it's turned out better than I it, thought it too. would. It's turned out better um, than I would have not see, had the vision to have seen that hotel to be as busy as it is. Mm-hmm. Th- those guys had great vision. Yep, and um, and and probably being rewarded for it now, hopefully. Um, but the uh, the downtown is it's a. It's actually a fun place to go on a on a even a Thursday night or a Tuesday night, whatever night. It, I think it was a Thursday night when Cheap Trick yep. was here. But the, there were people of all ages, you know, from twenty to eighty mm-hmm. in there, just all over yep. downtown. So, and like you said, the murals that they're putting in now yep. are uh, really neat. Yep. No, I, mean, we've now, got... I saw somebody went down there and drew on some of the yeah. some graffiti yeah. on some. Yeah. Of them. Those kids ought to be knocked in the head. Yeah, well, yeah, we're coming up on an hour. I've got a PSA I want to give everybody a warning for um, before we get off here. <laughs> I got a lot of good stories today. So winter's coming. I mean, we're we're getting close, right? We're, and it was we're 87 still today, though. So on, on KSN, so that's Channel 3, Wichita News, um, but on, on their website, on ksn.com, there was a weather report on what – we should expect in Kansas for this coming winter. Yeah. So I thought I'd let everybody know what that winter report said. So this is just an excerpt of, from the entire report, but this is all you need to know. For the southern half of the country, which includes all of Kansas, yeah. Okay. the temperature outlook for December, January, and February shows an equal chance for temperatures to be above normal, normal, or below normal. <laughs> Equal chance. Equal chance. So (laughs) if you didn't catch that, I'll I'll rephrase it for you. Our temperatures might be above normal. They might be normal, or they might be below normal. I swear I want to go back and become a weatherman. I could be wrong all the time. How do I get that job? (laughs) I saw that, and I was like, what does that even mean? So I saw a little little clip on it today saying because of the El Ninos or whatever that the East Coast will be freezing all winter and – then what are you going to do with all those guys on the street? That's going yeah. to be a real problem. But, so. no, I'm ready for it to cool down a little bit. It's still pretty darn warm. Today is like a hair dryer outside, 87 with a strong south wind. I, I It's it's just so weird because I love summertime. I like spring. I like fall. I despise winter. Me too. Um, but what's funny about it is as winter gets here, I'm always kind of excited for it because, you know, it's been hot for a long time. We're like, oh, I can't wait for it to cool down. Can't wait for that first snowfall and all that kind of stuff. But then by the time I get about a week or two into when it gets cold, I'm like, this Sick sucks. I got you know to get past this. The one thing that I, I got a whole set of clothes at home and cowboy boots and stuff that I literally never put cowboy boots on from probably April till November. Mm-hmm. So for that few months, I get to see, have my feet grown? Can I still fit into my old Western shirts? My blue jeans still fit? I don't think I've been on a pair of blue jeans since last winter. Just doesn't do it. I do for work once in a while, but, yeah. I only wear slacks or shorts. That's the two things. So I look forward to it like a woman, I guess. I look forward to the clothes I get to wear all Yeah, new wardrobe. There you go. So, (laughs) well, um, yeah. I mean, that's all I got. Anything else uh, from your side? Nope. I would love to, you know, me and me and Kevin both like looking at the stars. I would like to drive down to San Antonio and see the full oh, lunar the solar eclipse solar coming eclipse up Saturday. Coming yep. up Saturday, and and uh, the last time we had one here was I think in seventeen was the last one we had a full one here in Salina, um, and then there won't be another one in this part of the country for about ten or twelve more years. So if you've got a kid and it's not Saturday yet and you want to see it, run them down to San Antonio and you can yeah, see. Yeah, we'll whole be blazing. most. I, I think. Uh, ours won't be a full solar eclipse. No, it'll, it'll be, be a, most, but not not a full one. Right. So. The the full path of it goes over East Texas right. and down through San Antonio. That way, if you want to see that, if you're going down to the K State Texas Tech game, you might get yeah, a you good could, view you of potentially that. Potentially, can see it. <laughs> yep. yep. So, 
Well, all right. That's well, all that's uh, appreciate uh, everybody listening, and uh, like always, we'll be back in a couple weeks. And with go the see Kier. Go see Kier at his place. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.